0: So it has finally emerged that having featured George Mann, having featured Robin Pierce, obviously Robin now has his own show, uh, which he co-hosts with us on uh, the the Zoomer World, etc. We've kind of come almost full circle to the days of the Stone Tapes, and no, it's not Sam, but it is David J. Howe who's with us. Yay, David! It Whoa! It is me.
1: Whoa! Whoa! Yes. Good to Fantastic. see you. And I'm saying that oh, not yes. because we're in the yes, studio. Great to hear your voice as well and, uh, you know, sounding fantastic and
0: brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, So we're not in the studio. We are socially distanced, but you can't actually be science fiction aficionados and not make use of video screens as we're doing now. I mean, in fact, David is in Jupiter and I'm currently uh, just around Mars, you know, in terms of... That's right. My little shuttle's
1: just just, uh, making the
0: last part of the Kessler run. And uh, you know we'll we'll be back very soon. And and if if we go outside, clearly because it is it is sensitive to actually go outside, we obviously sort of have our masks on because that's what we actually need to you know to to, to survive in the scary outside extraterrestrial Absolutely. world in which we live in.
1: Yes, we all look a bit like um, the Lone Ranger these days. So, no, we uh, don't,
0: David. Please, this great. is a mistake that Donald Trump made. The Lone Ranger had an eye mask, okay? It was the villains in The Lone Ranger who wore the face oh, masks. Oh, okay. Yes.
1: Very apt yes. if you're Donald Trump.
0: It's a bit like say we look a bit like Robin or Batman. No, we don't. They oh. have cowls and oh. face masks. They
1: do. You know, this is if, true, actually.
0: If you this said Jesse true. James, fine. Yes. That's perfectly okay.
1: Yes. But, well, obviously, I'm, I'm convinced that COVID attacks through the eyes, so... Uh... Yeah, well, th-
0: that's what glasses are for. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Don't go contact lenses. It's interesting. Absolutely. I saw a, re- a recent piece uh, on yes. another institution. I think it's called uh, BBC or something, but they actually have now put up a... Oh, a small, a
1: f- small broadcaster somewhere.
0: Exactly. I mean, obviously, I mean, they, they, they use Zoom, but at a certain time, you know, it's, it's not to the extent that we're developing our, our, our Zoom-based things. Absolutely. Um, Although it has to be said that it's partly due to the number of people on the BBC and colleagues within that and sports people who've been using Zoom that convinced me, well, if they can do it, we can certainly do it. So that's why Absolutely. we're here.
1: Absolutely, uh, yes.
0: And they have actually put a five-minute little guide in terms of how to wear a face mask and also how to, very important point this, how to prevent your glasses from steaming up when you actually wear the face mask.
1: Yes, yes, I... I must admit, because I don't wear glasses outside, I've not encountered that problem. The problem that I encountered was was going shopping, wearing a face mask and realising that I couldn't see my hands that were holding all the stuff that I was buying. So I felt like I was a bit like in that, what's it called, double or drop game with the cabbages? where you have to try and ca- carry everything, but you can't see what you're holding, so you can't see if it's slipping or falling or, or anything. Critical you look know, like an evil doctor at the moment, Alex. That's why but, I'm laughing.
0: I'm, I just, if, if I actually had the, the face mask like so, my glasses, you probably won't be able to tell, as I breathe, yeah. tend to get a little bit steamy. They're getting steamed steamy. up, okay? Yes. And obviously, yes. that's good. Now, the solution to that is you either put the face mask over the glasses, uh, uh-huh. uh, 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 uh-huh. or, or the glasses over the face mask, or you wash the glasses in soap and water, or alternatively, there
1: you, go. Yes. you
0: ensure that, that the whole thing is actually sorted. Out. It's quite a complex <laughs> scenario, but it is, it is, it is part it of is, the it new is, world
1: that we're in. It's these things that we're having to, um, to learn how to deal with these things and how to yeah. cope with these things. It's fascinating, yes. And, and, and
0: as we said, in terms of the stone tapes being in the studio, are you insane? Do you want us to die? No, <laughs> it's not going to happen for the foreseeable happen, no. future.
1: Uh, we we can stone ta- we can stone tape in isolation, and we're willing well, well to go precise, on that basis precise. even as we speak.
0: So. Exactly. So that's yes. that's something we'll be working on. But anyway, the point of today's thing is not necessarily to deal with stone tapes, although it's. I mean, there are fifty seven episodes you can download and actually listen. Absolutely,
1: fifty seven brilliant episodes with interviews with all sorts of great directors and writers, and some smashing music and opinions, and you know, great stuff. We even yes. let you speak in some of them, Alex. they they're really good. Yeah.
0: it is more to actually developing the notion of we're playing our mind games forever playing the mind games oh no that's john lennon you have got something connected to do with doctor who which is also a mind game
1: singular that's correct that's correct so um way back in the dim and distant past um probably you know when you were just a twinkle in your parents eye alex because you're only young and we know this you're only young um there was a thing called the wilderness years in Doctor Who now I'm sure you've spoken about this with my esteemed colleagues Alan and Fiona have probably talked to you all about the wilderness years now this was a period of time um, between uh, 1989 and um, 2006 no 1996 actually 1996 when the tv movie was on and then I suppose up until 2005 when the show came back properly with um, Christopher Equiston as the Doctor Um, When there was no Doctor Who on BBC television. And these were generically called the Wilderness Years. And in this period, um, a lot of Doctor Who fiction was published by Virgin Publishing and then the BBC. um, And also a lot of filmmakers uh, took the opportunity to make some independent films um, featuring characters from Doctor Who and situations and using some of the actors and actresses and stuff like like that. Like Keith
0: Barnfather, for instance. Like
1: Keen Bath... Keen Keith... Barnfather from Real Time Pictures and in 1998 I believe it was um, he decided that he wanted to make a a little drama and so he contacted um, the governor Terence Dix uh, and said to Terence would you write me something could you write me something because I want to make a, a little drama and Keith had managed to get permission to use the characters of the Draconians and the Sontarans from Doctor Who um by the simple expedite of just approaching their creators and owners and saying can we use them and they were more than happy for life
0: was so simpler in the 20th century so simple
1: back then but yeah keith's got letters agreeing it all it was all fantastic so keith did this drama that he called mind game and written by terence um as i say um and this film came out in uh, 1998 um, and it was really well received and did really well. Um, the, the actors and artists in it all had, had a ball um, and uh, so Keith then decided that he 'd actually do a follow on so so the kind of the I- idea between of Mind game really is that it 's a sonur and a draconian and a human mercenary um, who was played by Sophie Aldred um, get basically kidnapped and trapped in a room together in a cell together, and they have to they, the, the alien that 's trapped them. Kind of is playing mind games with them, hence the title. Um, and they have to sort of figure out a way to escape. Um, and the drama ended sort of when they escaped. So Keith thought, well, let, let's continue this idea. And in the next film, which he did in 1999, called Mind Game Trilogy, um, was three little stories one featuring the Sontaran, one featuring the Draconian, and one featuring the human mercenary in three little kind of. Was she stories.
0: Ace? We don't know. We possibly never will know. We don't know. We
1: couldn't possibly say. but... Uh, well basically yeah a a human mercenary um who goes around killing daleks and what have you and traveled with someone called the professor so you know you kind of make up your own mind really but um, But no
0: baseball bat
1: but no baseball bat no not on this occasion so those are the films that came out way back then um so if we sort of flash forward to uh, more recent years and telos publishing um which i run uh, we, Sam and I Sam, Howe, uh, my wife and I got involved with writing for Keith a drama called White Witch of Devil's End um, Sam's script edited it and I wrote one of the elements and stuff like that and when it was all finished um, we decided it'd be a really good idea to do as a novel to release it as a book so we got the authors of the various stories in it, it was an anthology series um, to novelize their um, stories and we released it as a book and it did really well and everyone was really pleased with it and happy with it so having done that one, um, we then made an arrangement with Keith to do a, another drama that came out last year called *Sill and the Devil's Seeds of Arudar, Arador, which is great fun. So we did, released a book of that by Philip Martin, and that did well. And I also novelised another script that I'd done for Keith about 10 years ago called Deimos, Deimos Rising. So that novel did well. So Keith was basically saying, well, do more, do more. We want you to do more. So we came, came to an agreement to actually do a novelization of the mind game. Um, films so i i, I finished it uh, around about july time i think no june time this year um wrote when you were having
0: not. your own mind game in lockdown brilliant yeah
1: absolutely i had great fun doing it stitching it all together and um playing and writing with draconians and sontarans and this human mercenary um because of course when you novelize something you have to expand it you can't just literally novelise that he said she said add it to the script that doesn't work you have to kind of put it in context and provide motivation and some pre-story as to what was going on before this happened and then what happened afterwards and so on and so on so i had a lot of fun um playing with it and expanding it and um and the book hopefully will be out next month in august so we're busy taking orders at the moment Um, telos.co.uk is where you can order the book and um as soon as we go to print then there'll only be a certain number done and when they've all gone they've all gone and that's the way we do all of these books, and we do them as a as a limited edition. I like to call them a Target alike edition, uh, which is. Uh, I wonder where that connection came. A from. bit of a, a bit mm. of a, a bit of an affectation, but to- fans and fans of Doctor Who are, are very very keen on on the old range of Target books, the normalisation. Don't tell
0: me you've got a Chris Achilleos like cover being developed as well, surely? Oh
1: yeah, we've done that. Yeah, we've got a, we've got an Achilleos like cover. We've got a wonderful wonderful guy called Andrew Mark Thompson who does all of these covers. And Andrew is an absolute genius at kind of capturing a retro feel um, to the imagery and the covers and the typography and everything. So, Andrew's been doing the covers and he's done one for Mind Game. Um, and we released these in, in a format that sort of mimics the old Target books from the 70s. So we use a similar typography and layout style and all little tweaks and things like that yeah. to make them look little like Little
0: target, typography. little target in one corner. There is a little
1: target logo on it, yes, except rather than target it says Telos. Of course. Uh, because it's a Telos book. Uh, and yeah, we have a lot of fun with them and they, they seem very popular. So we, we've done that with all of the books so far. The White Witch one I mentioned is sold out. That one sold out um, a few months back. Um, but the others are still available. Um, and I love them. I think it's great to have a nice little paperback that slots on your shelf and, you know, is consistent. It's a with physical
0: everything. medium for a physical world in a yeah. world in which we're becoming extremely virtual, ever more it's virtual, and so on.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's, the, that's like, it's called Mind Game. And um, yeah, I mean, Keith's read it. He's very pleased with with what I've done and, and how I've expanded it all. Uh, and again, we got permission from Elsa Dix, Terrence's wife, Widow, because Terence died, sadly, um, end of last year, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so she was you know graciously gave us permission to sort of play with his scripts and stuff so it was all great um and i'm quite pleased with the books i'm quite excited by them you can probably tell i'm excited by everything um (laughs) And, um, yeah, I just hope that when, that when it comes out, people enjoy it and uh, like what I've done.
0: It's a win-win situation. That's the clear it aspect did. of the whole thing. And and it will That's be. Um, uh, yeah, as we say, absolutely. it seems like only yesterday we were in the midst of the fun world that was Sci-Fi weekend in November. Um, prepping yes. ahead, obviously, to Sci-Fi weekend in terms of uh, 2020. <laughs> Little did we know then that we can't do that. We'd kill everybody. Um, no. However... We will actually work through the process. Interesting enough, we're about a week away from the first official online uh, San Diego Comic Con. San Diego. Really? No. Mm.
1: Oh, uh, we've
0: okay. been speaking to, to folk about that, uh, including our SFX uh, USA editor Tara Bennett, who is uh, yes. going to be together actually, different panels, but rather like George Mann, will be there because they've pre recorded various panels uh, oh. for their virtual experience actually well,
1: that's, the, that's, the, that's the good thing about this is that you you can do it like a in inverted commas proper radio show in the you can pre-record segments um and what that actually will do for you as you well know alex is it is it opens up and expands what you can actually do on the radio show because if you if you try and do everything and the live, so
0: much better david well, know, The, series the series better. Is so much better yeah but I'm, a, well, I'm, well, I'm
1: trying to what I'm trying to say is if you, do, if you try and do it live in an hour, you'll rely on, on all your contributors being available in that hour precisely when you want them with no distractions, no, nothing happening in their lives that might stop them or anything, um, which kind of limits to some extent who you can get to talk to. But if you pre-record, of course you can do it in the middle of the exactly. night or the morning or whenever they're free. Which, which is one of the
0: ways in which we like to yeah. view ourselves as the 21st century masters and mistresses of time, you see. It's Absolutely. just an illusion. We can coordinate in all sorts of ways. I will not rest know until live,
1: live comic con, wow. So yeah. I, will,
0: I will not rest until we've actually done a Stone Tapes at 3am in the morning, UK time. <laughs> Maybe not, but that's just a thought. <laughs> we get Josh involved
1: just... in that one, yeah. Because of course, Sci-Fi Weekender, we did do um, a, a live day. We we I can't remember when that was now. We're back in May, I think we had Sci-Fi in the Sky, and we did a whole day's worth of, of presentations and pre-records and live music. And John Robertson came and did live dark room and all sorts of stuff and readings and panels. It was it was incredible day. Well, of that music of
0: course was in that. the day, basically, David, when yeah. I was. Before broadband, BB, I didn't have any broadband ah. at the stage. So it was pointless. I could look at the occasional update, meaningless. Oh, <laughs> not going to work, Alex, you see. Digitally, digitally disadvantaged, yeah. or as I like to say, uh, getting down with the non-techs.
1: That's Absolutely. the key. Well, of course, them. Sci-Fi Weekend, as, as you suggested there, has been hit by all of this. And what, what we've decided to do here is pretty much not bother for this year. So the, the, the whole event's ta- basically taking 2020 off. And the next event is end of March.
0: We don't speak about it.
1: No, we don't. End of March 2021 is the next event, and that's completely full, um, completely chocker, no tickets left, no spaces left, nothing. So that's March. And then the next one that is available is in November next year, 2021. There we are. So that's when the next one will be. And obviously, we're hoping that we can do March 2021, but obviously, the longer we go through this year, with no sign of kind of much let up, although I, I am pleased to say that the UK's figures and stuff seem to be maintaining a sort of like a faintly downward or if not managed like kind of oh no. trend kind of thing, there's no obvious dramatic peak happening unless you live in Leicester. Um, which is nice to see that's all very good but obviously we don't really know if if, even if 2021 is going to happen but well David the past and
0: the future sometimes they are completely different countries and indeed different environments and illusions but for the moment a reminder of course that you can get hold of a physical copy of the awesome David J Howe and Mind Game Telos publications go to telos.co.uk yep that's the one and that's the order place you need to go if you haven't connected for whatever bizarre reason you've got. David, we're gonna wrap this up with two critical Thank questions. You. Well Yes, go on. Wait for the questions. you might decide. Sorry, Ooh, that's not
1: gonna a- <laughs> <a good> a- <laughs> cut in- they you.
0: They have indeed. They have indeed changed, oh, David. Oh, oh. Okay, you know, clearly. First of all, <laughs> have you had a reasonably interesting zoomer on the program today?
1: I have had a very reasonably interesting zoomer. On, on yeah. planet because yeah. it's, it's not it's a telephone
0: call is it you know, no
1: it's, it's not no it's, no, very, good. it's like... very good it's very good it's very good we're not good. telephonically linking anymore yeah. it's yeah. very good yeah. yes
0: so the final one which is almost a, a nod to our times past will you be kind enough to return
1: of course i will alex i'm always um pleasured and happy to come and talk to you or via Zoom link, or in person, or, or any which way you can get hold of me. I be find
0: better. telepathy works as well, quite usually. Telepathy, again, so is not so
1: good for the listener. It's not so good for the listener.
0: They need to work on those telepathic skills, David. That's they do. All.
1: They do. You need to have a
0: word, yeah.